Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. This is Talking Design 2018. In this episode, we're talking to interior designer Camilla Moulders. She's an interesting one. She's been designing for many, many years and and studied at RMIT. So, um, an RMIT graduate. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Camilla, um... You're doing something quite interesting at the moment, and I think our listeners will be most interested to hear about the event at Como, which is in South Yarra, uh, just off Williams Road, and it's something that really is going to put interior design back in the spotlight. hope so. I think Tell it, it deserves to come back. <laughs> You were telling me that you went to Villa Alba where a similar idea was held in the 90s. Now, you must have been almost in diapers at that time. Well, just out, but uh, thanks for thinking I'm younger than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Villa Alba, what we're doing with Como by Design, it's a designer show house, which still happen around the world often. We haven't had one in Melbourne since, well, 2000 was the last one at the Botanic Gardens house. Before that, we had two at Villa Alba in the 90s, and I do remember going to them and experiencing what designers do, and it's exciting to see. It's a problem, and I've mentioned this with a number of people, that interior designers really aren't understood. No. They're not architects. Mm-hmm. They're not decorators. Mm-hmm. So really, it's it's a concept that people don't seem to understand that it actually changes the way a whole place feels. It can really change. I like to say to my clients that it it makes a house into a home. And it is off, you know, to do with the decorating as well. Um, Something that I know can be quite um, divisive. Some people won't agree with me, but sometimes, Stephen, piping does change your life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do you select? You've got 23 designers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just. I'll I'll give people some idea of the the breadth of this. Mm. It'll be from the 18th to the 21st of October. Mm -hmm. You're having some amazing people, VIP guests coming in, uh, designers of note. You've got uh, Carolina Irving from the US and also Nina Campbell from London, who's a very interesting figure. Mm. So there'll be seminars, there'll be 23 rooms or 23... Installations. Well, basically, the pr- premise of it all is Como House being beautiful, big old mansion with such history to Melbourne. Uh, each room in the house is given over to a different designer to reimagine the space as they want. So it's How, you, fantastic. Some of the people involved. There was a steering committee which you're involved in. Mm-hmm. Also, um, uh, Tigger Hall mm-hmm. is involved. How did you select the designers? I mean, Melbourne has so many wonderful interior designers. How do you actually select what were, what was the Who, criteria? Well, do you give people an open brief? Do you veto what's shown? There's, there's a, the people who are involved, really, uh, it came down to having relationships with Tigger, essentially, who is our sort of um, our leader and being wonderful. <laughs> Um, and uh, really, it's it's people who know Tigger is a wholesaler of incredibly beautiful fabrics and and detailing here and in Melbourne. And trained as an interior designer. And she is a designer as well. Um, so really, she invited people who she knows use beautiful products well. 
uh, that's a sort of the starting of, of how it's been and people who, who have relationships. Can with. you let me know who some of the designers are? Um, well, there's myself. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have Molecule, who you might know. I do. Very, Anya Despa. Yeah, yes. And Richard um, Fleming. We have uh, Moss Melbourne. So Jackie, you She's who, fantastic. Yes, that beautiful house that she did that I know we've seen. Um, we have, I'm thinking through all of the rooms downstairs, we have um, Lucinda Kimpton, Melissa Balzan, um, Brownlow Interior Design, um, Aaron, po- Aaron Wong, who's Alexander Pollock, uh, Sisala, Residence Avenue. This is all from memory of who I'm going through so, there. So, um, Camilla, how does... You know, is there a brief? Like, do you say, look, I want this, or you just leave it completely open and say, look, this is the space you have. You yeah. have to work, as you mentioned before, mm. it's a National Trust building, so you can't put anything actually on the walls or attached to mm-hmm. the walls. Mm-hmm. No nails. So that's already a So we constraint. have to be a little bit clever in a constraint. But reality, that's how you work with clients as well. There's things that you can and can't do. It's very rare that you would have free reign in a space. So personally, I'm working in the study which is a um, Carolyn Armitage, who was the matriarch who, of the family who lived in the house for a very long time. Um, I'm doing reimagining her study as it would be today. So do you move all her things out or do you work with We've her got things? the option to do either. Personally, I like some of the things, like there's a beautiful bookcase and um, a gorgeous mirror. So Carolyn Armitage herself fascinating story she um after her husband died um back in 1865 so after they'd done a slight renovation on on the house adding a a ballroom because you know as you do oh everyone needs a ballroom these days um her husband died she was left with nine children so she and a lot of money Mm. we didn't have to worry about her account Mm. uh she bundled the kids up, a couple of cows, headed down to Port Melbourne, went on a boat and travelled the world for four years, sending back furniture and treasures back to Melbourne to Como House to furnish it. Fantastic. I know. Spent Apparently spent 18 months in Paris solidly shopping. You need 18 months these days. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So the house is full of treasures. So why would she... you not use some of those beautiful yeah. things? So I know some designers are and some aren't, but that's what's really going to be interesting is seeing what, what happens in the spaces. And I believe you're working with uh, Anton Gurner. I am. He, in my room, is making me a beautiful writing desk that we've designed together. And uh, um, I'm excited to see how it happens, how it comes out. What are some of the other rooms in the place? Well, we've got... There's, I mean, it's quite a house. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge. There's, uh, I mean, there's 23 rooms that are being done by the designers. There's still more rooms. So, so there's, more there's than still twi- more than 23 So does rooms. each designer get a whole room? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's not just a portion of a room. No, it's the entire room plus hallways and and we have, we're leaving the ballroom to use for the seminars spaces so everybody can come in and enjoy the, even just the ballroom chandelier is quite a sight to be seen. Are there some strong contemporary designs in the mix? I think so. 
Because I, I, I think know. people don't understand that idea that you can actually, a grand house like Como can yeah. actually lend itself to really great contemporary design. I hope so. What I'm doing in my own room is a bit of a contemporary slant, mm-hmm. um, using beautiful textiles and proportion. Mm-hmm. That's what my play in, in my room. But I don't know, I know, I don't know what everybody's doing because that's what's mm-hmm. going to be such a nice surprise when we. Get to see it and unveil it. But I do know that one designer who's doing the master bedroom is tiling the whole floor and bringing in a marble bath and putting in a a little nib wall and it's a sort of a bathroom bedroom. How can you tile a a National Trust mansion? You can put in a sort of a faux faux floor over and that's just a little bit of the magic that needs to happen. How amazing. I know. It's going to be exciting to see what we do. We have found a product. Because we can't paint the walls, we've done some research and found a product that National Trust are allowing us to use, which is essentially a sort of a canvas that sticks onto the walls that then we can paint and wallpaper on. And then remove completely. Yeah. Yeah. And so the house is is left in, in the condition that it was, which needs a little bit of love as it is. How exciting. And this will be open to the general public? This is open to the general public. The money that we collect, because it's a ticketed event, so we're working with the National Trust, so they've, they're in partnership with us on this. <clears throat> um, part of the money goes to the Prince's Trust, which is um, a charity run by Prince Charles, and there's an Australian arm that does a lot of good work, and also to the... Uh, upkeep of Como and it does really need some some love. Um, Camilla I know designers like to have a free reign Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything you wouldn't allow in the house if it was either you thought it wasn't appropriate or you thought it could structurally perhaps compromise? Well there's there's some things that you know we've of course got to think about the safety of potentially 5,000 people coming through so you know slip hazards and all of the logistics of the design when it comes to that. But um, no, no. I mean, if somebody wants to invent some sort of hovering room, good on them. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see it. Camilla, this is actually a very important event for Melbourne yeah. and also hopefully internationally people will come and visit it. Mm. What do you, do you hope will it, this will all achieve? Is it just that people walk in and see the... D- diversity of design and what you can do with period homes what you can do with contemporary homes i mean what Just what do you what, want you know it's it's to really see what designers can do and that details matter and details make a difference and and walking into a space that makes you feel something and there just hasn't been anything like this in a long time. Why? Because it seems to be such a great idea. Well, it is a great idea, but it's, there's a lot goes into organising it, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of logistics involved and, you know, everybody's opinion... It, it took a while to secure this property, which was the perfect... As mm. soon as they said yes... Well, there's not many places like Villa Elba, which had the Scott Patterson, is yeah. this, the Pat, not Scott, the Patterson brothers, murals on the walls. They were un, 
Oh, really? Uh, yeah. There's I don't Patterson. know of this. Yeah, well, it was. The Villa Alba. Uh, oh, Villa Alba. Alba. Right. Villa oh, Alba. Yes. No, not I the National Trust. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, then there's not too many well, mansions. Yeah. There's Labassa in Caulfield, which would That's be... That's quite in decay, though. Is it? From the inside. Yeah. But uh, Como... Well, Como is also the first house that the National Trust bought. They purchased it in the 60s, and they purchased it with all of the furniture involved as well. So mm. it's a very important Melbourne landmark, really. Um, Camilla, this is a bugbear of both of ours, <laughs> um, and we don't have to mention names, uh -oh. but everyone's a decorator, designer. It's a blurred area now, mm -hmm. and people just seem to think, oh, it's just a matter of having a good eye. But it is that training. I mean, you studied at RMIT. You learned how to deal with spaces. I studied while I also worked in the industry. So I started when I was straight out of high school at 17. And my I worked in a textile company. And I was putting designer schemes together for designers and architects. And it was amazing training. I learned how to do this look and that look and no look, just putting things together. And that's really the main influence in my work now is it's about the client not about putting a scandy look or a mm. you know a certain feel a certain yeah it's it's, it's really about there. connecting with the people who live in there mm. is in it something space. that architects sometimes lose sight of well you know they yeah. obviously want something they see a space quite they sort differently. of have a vision i mean we all we yes yes but it, it's because we all have a vision of what the space could be. And, you know, an architect spends so long sort of intimately on a on a project from the pen stage, just sort of drawing it out and working it out. And they're probably always fin thinking of that vision mm. as it goes while they're doing the design. Uh, often interior designers, depending on where you get involved in the project, where if you're starting early on and you can really work with mm. the architects or if the clients just engaged you or there's not even an architect and you just walk into a room mm. and sort of see what it I mean my the potential is Camilla my approach personally is that if the architecture is strong enough then really the interior should be free to allow the owner's expression to be read and if it's if there's a problem then maybe the architecture isn't quite right I think that there's a happy medium for both I mean, a, a beautiful um, space that, well, thinking of, of a tour of yours that I've been on, I'm still, all of these months later, I cannot stop talking about that incredible Mexican house. Oh, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary, but it the changed interior. me. It changed yeah. me. Yeah. Just everything about it being the, ta the, the scale, the tactile... Everything. And also interesting about that house is by Casellas, a Mexican, mm. famous Mexican architect, is that, um, um, you know, other people have made the same comment. It's a brutalist, very minimal house in Camberwell that really is quite different on the inside. When you go in, it actually is, uh, it reveals the beautiful layers and the people it's who just, live there. There's nothing obnoxious about it. But that's something I, I've looked up that house photos of it to, to talk to people and because I won't stop talking about it's it. It's gorgeous. And the photos don't do it justice. It's experiencing that house and the feeling that you get in there mm. and that's what, um, well coming back to Como, I think that that's what this can do is, is giving people the feel of what 
beautiful interiors are. And sometimes, Camilla, it's not always at first glance mm. that actually, you know, you, you sometimes things can be a bit disturbing. Yeah. And you might say, oh, what was all that about? Then you go home and you, or wherever you go, you back to your office and you think, you know what, that was probably the strongest thing I saw on the day. Yeah. It just wasn't obvious. Well, I think nowadays a, a criticism I have about the design world of the moment is too much seems to be designed for photographs. I agree. Not for actually living in a space. And I want to live in a space that's beautiful and comfortable, but it's not about it being a nice, pretty picture. The the other thing that often uh, comes across with interior designers is that when people move into a new space... Oh no, new furniture, leave the old stuff behind. You know, we can't, we're starting mm. fresh. But I also have a feeling that, you know, that those objects come with memory. Oh yeah. Years of it, years oh. of, of collecting, of love, of it's connection. The history it's the of, history of, of the family. Of the people who live there, yeah. So I don't see why they should be banished to a, the back of a wardrobe or hidden in the attic well, as if it's something to be shameful no. about. I mean, I'm somebody who doesn't follow pretty much any rule anyway, Stephen, so um, I don't care what uh, everybody else is doing. I do my own, <laughs> own thing. But with uh, you know, something yeah. that is going to be exciting with Como is seeing all of these incredible antiques used mm. and in, in these spaces. Cause, oh, I actually think um, it's interesting. I've been noticing a stronger acceptance of brown furniture mm. coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something I feel like I'm talking to the wind. <laughs> but I think in a few years' time you say, oh, I remember, Stephen actually told me about that. I feel there is that resurgence of brown furniture. And yeah. that, um, the antique, is out. And I do think it's coming back. Yeah. I mean, it's something you can ignore but I do think we've had post-war design thrust down our throats since the um, mid-90s mm -hmm. and I think people are starting to look for something new they're a bit sick of that Scandi look I hope so because it's just enough like um, it's really just it's kind of almost mainstream now it's lovely proportions but um, I, I just I'm over it yeah. I was never there anyway, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm with you, Camilla. <laughs> I actually think when we start seeing these beautiful pieces of brown... And the th good thing about the brown furniture is no one wants it at the moment. Yeah. So you can pick I it know. up really um, for almost next to nothing. Mm. Oh, uh, I'm on Leonard Joel's auction website every week seeing what's there. And it's amazing because we just picked up a Viennese hat stand from the 30s oh, wow. that no one seemed to want also at Leonard Joel's. And I just thought, isn't it interesting to make this would actually be quite difficult yeah. but there's a history with that mm. it's come all the way from vienna it was mm -hmm. in the 30s in that very modernist period beautiful uh, and and i think you can mix really beautiful things with contemporary mm. but uh, i'm really excited about these rooms i can't tell yeah. you i when you mentioned the idea it was kind of i thought wow fantastic yeah so, it's really exciting that it's fine it, it's happening and uh it's going to be quite an event do you think it can happen more often that's the plan the plan is Melbourne this year, perhaps Sydney next year. Maybe Elizabeth Bay House. Perhaps. So I know there's a. it will happen more often. So we're, we're sort of setting it up that uh, it's something that also that the National Trust feel comfortable with, and they seem to be, which is wonderful, working with a great team there. Um, and they understand what, it, what this event can be. Uh, I, I think it will be more common. Um, look, thanks so much for 
coming onto the program today, Camilla. My pleasure. Um, Thanks for letting me rattle on. No, I, I think what you're doing is amazing. <laughs> I think uh, interior design has a really low profile, yeah. not just in Melbourne, but Australia-wide. So let's get it back. And I think it needs to be pushed to the forefront that you actually train in this area. Mm. You've developed skills over many years, mm. and really it's not just putting up a few curtains. It's no, just there's so much, so much more proportion and colour and... And also knowledge of the building. And how you use a space as well. Yeah, I think it's really important. This has been Talking Design 2018, recorded at RMIT University in Melbourne.